did a message not too long ago for Perfecting Church in Detroit. And it was called Expectations. And that I'm What God was telling me in the back room today is, I'm ready, but the people aren't expecting it. The people want sensationalism. People want the emotionalism. They want to hear the word so that it can spark their, 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 their emotions and animate them. But once the emotions subside, and once you go back to regular everyday life, you forget to expect. Because you never really did expect. You heard and rejoiced, but you didn't expect. The prophecy came to you and you praised God for the prophecy, but you didn't expect it. Because when you expect something, you prepare. Yes, yes, yes. When you expect something, you prepare. If you can get me Hebrews 12, uh, 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 12 and 1. And, and, no, 11 and 1. Give me Hebrews 11 and 1. And, and when you get me Hebrews 11 and 1, I want you to get me, I, I want you to get me uh, uh, Isaiah 54 and 1. Hallelujah. Simplistic scriptures, but are very seldom seen put into action. Because if our expectation were in place, we would have received much more by now. Oh, I'll keep, I'll keep going. We would have received much more by now if we really believe the prophetic words that have come to us in time past. A lot of us have received, the majority of us have received, all of us have received a prophetic word in the history of our salvation. But the question is, did you really believe it to the point of preparation? Did you really believe it to the point where you start making ready for it? And when we rejoice over something and, and then forget it, then it's a wasted word. It's not that God didn't keep his promise. Now, let me calm down. It's not that God didn't keep his promise. It's we didn't keep our expectation. And when you fail to expect, then you fail to receive. I'm trying to get through to the believers here because a lot of us believers, we are sitting back with broken promises, not because God failed, but because we failed to receive. Oh, God help me. And we've got to get to the point now where we brush those promises off and we learn how to, 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 to calibrate our faith, calibrate it to the tune of his word. If his word said it, you got to believe it. And if you believe it, you're supposed to receive it. And so many of us are sitting back with, with quoting that we believe, but it's not been shown in our preparation. When you believe that you're pregnant based on the seed going into the egg and the gestation begins, you start to prepare based on the seed in you. The word of God is the seed that goes into fertile ground. And when it goes into the ground of your heart, you're supposed to prepare for what he said. Yes. 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 Amen. 
you're supposed to prepare for what he said. Hallelujah. The Bible said this, the writer on the book of Hebrews, questionable who the writer is, theologians are still in debate over who wrote the book of Hebrews, but I believe based on its cadence and based on its verbiage that it's a Pauline book. For it speaks in the same verbiage that Paul spoke in all of his epistles before. And, uh, and, and it's dealing with the Hebrews, uh, the, 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 the culture that he came out of. He went and preached to all of the Gentiles, but his heart was toward his own people. So he started it off by telling about God in sundry times and in divers manners, the first first and first chapter. It's like he's telling them how God in the times before in many different ways spoke through the prophets. But now he's revealed it through his son Jesus. So he had to go back to a people that did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. The people that he came out of when he was Saul of Tarsus. And he had to go back after, after evangelizing all of Europe and all of, all of the Grecian and Roman and, and Macedonia and, and the like in Spain. He had to go back to his people and let them know that Jesus really is the Christ. And that Jesus wasn't just a carpenter's son, but Jesus is God. Jesus is God. And he makes it so plain when he speaks about how the father spoke to the son and called him God in the first chapter. I'm trying to preach and teach at the same time. And and as, as he continued in the book of Hebrews, he goes through and he talks about faith. And, and how to how to live by faith, and he talks about Yemashonda. Oh, he talks about to moving on in the sixth chapter. He talks about moving on from the fundamental, rudimental beliefs that should already be established in you. Moving on from the from the doctrine of baptism and, and all of the different things that are elementary that you've got to move on. Hallelujah, and that you're supposed to grow in this. And, there, and he's speaking faith throughout the entirety of his writing. And then when you get to the 11th chapter, the canonized 11th chapter, for the book wasn't written in chapters. It was one writing. I don't hear anybody. <laughs> but when you get to the canonized 11th chapter, he begins off and says, Now, at this hour, Now, in this situation, now, in this period of life, faith. (laughs) Now, faith brings about, hallelujah, that word is, is iste in the Greek. And it means to make or bring about. Hallelujah. Now faith brings about the substance. The the, the substance. That word substance is concrete evidence. Wow. 
Now faith brings about the concrete evidence of the things we hope for. That word hope is el pizzo. El pizzo means to expect with anxious expectation. To have have, uh, expected joy over what you believe. It is not crossing your fingers and, and waiting on chance. That's what American hope means. I hope that it happens. I hope that, no, you don't cross your fingers and wait on chance. But in the truth of the Bible, that word el pizzo or hope means expecting God to do exactly. Whoa, God help me. Expecting God to do exactly what he said even though I don't see it because just because I don't see it doesn't mean he hasn't done it it just means I haven't gotten to it yet but I expect it it brings about the evidence the concrete evidence the substance the concrete evidence of things, I got to take it off. Forgive my stomach. It brings about the concrete evidence of things that we expect because God said it. Y'all don't hear what I'm telling you. You got to believe past the point of disbelief. You've got to believe and throw all caution to the wind. You have got to believe so concretely that you see it manifest. Manifest. Somebody say manifest, Lord. Manifest, Lord. It brings about the evidence, the concrete substance of things we expect. And it is the evidence or make evidence means to make visible to to make visible evidence and it is the evidence of things that you haven't seen yet but he promised are you are you, are you, are you you're making sense? we've quoted this scripture for all of our christendom but nobody's really taking time to really break this I won't say nobody but it's very seldom that people take the time and break this down so it's comprehensive It is not random hope. It is not random chance. It is total concrete evidence that what God said is, not will be, is. When God speaks it, it is. As soon as he says it, it is. As soon as he prophesies it, it is. As soon as he speaks it, it is. It's not going to happen. It just means I'm going to get to it. I'm the one that's on the road but as soon as he spoke it it became evident it became visible it became true concrete evidence waiting for me in my faith walk to get to it it makes evidence the things that we cannot see Jesus said the word that I speak is spirit and life so as soon as I say it takes on spirit and life as soon as I part my lips the rainbow the logos 
it stands at attention at the word of God waiting for its assignment as soon as God speaks it it's waiting for its assigned purpose in your life you got to get to what God said somebody say I got to get to what God said the word's not coming to me I'm going to the word I'm on the walk I'm on the journey I'm on this faith journey I'm on my way to the promise that he made and it's standing at attention waiting for me to get there I got to expect the manifestation of God got to expect look at somebody point him say you got to expect it you got to expect it you got to expect it you've got to have so much confidence El Pizzo or Elpis which means to expect it means to have confidence also to have confidence that means I stand back without doubt confident that it will be exactly and it will do exactly what God has said and time and circumstance and struggle and situations will not stop my confidence somebody help me will not stop my confidence I will hold on to God's word even if the earth be removed even if the mountains be cast into the midst of the sea, I will hold on to the word of God with expectation and I will not speak against what he said because it's taken too much time. I will rehearse it over and over again until I see it come to pass. I will not let it go. I will not let it fall to the ground. I will hold on to the word and I will watch it work. will expect hallelujah somebody say I expect it that, that, that'll be my, my theme for today that'll be my scripture text if I was church God in Christ as I will expect it somebody say I expect it uh, put a praise on it if you mean it I will not listen to this sermon as just another Sunday I will listen to this service as a provocation, as something that will provoke me to go back and rehearse what God said and brush it off and say it's going to happen just like he, let me put this up here. I threw it away too soon because I thought that time had lapsed. I thought that I may have missed God, but I didn't miss him. What he said is exactly what he meant and what he meant is exactly for me. You hear what I tell you? Hear what I tell you? Don't you let good promise go to waste. <laughs> Don't you let good prophecy fall to the ground. Remember what God said. Remember. 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 Member means your membrane, something that's a part of your body. Remember means to put together again what was already there in the membership remember means to put together again what God put in place 
to rehearse, to remind. To mind is to pay attention. If you mind something, you pay attention. But sometimes your life causes you to forget. So you got to go back into your scriptures, into the spirit world, and re pay attention again. Remind yourself of what God said. Go back and pay attention to everything that God spoke. Pay attention to the intricacy of what God said because you should get excited over the promise because it must come to pass if you believe. Anybody over here? If you believe. And once you believe, uh, I wish some of you all that are at home watching this were in the sanctuary. I wish some of you PFC members that are at home with your legs cocked up on the table and sitting on your couch eating, eating snacks. I wish you were here to get this impartation. You better get yourself together because this is where God is making a move. You got too comfortable during this pandemic. <laughs> You got too comfortable. God has moved the scourge. Now he's got to move you all over again. God has took and taken, taken the scourge and put it away. And now you're still sitting back using that as an excuse. Shame on you, baby. I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Well, I can praise him at home. I know you can, but the shelter in place is over. It's time for the body to gather back together as the ecclesia. As the called out ones. You around the corner, down the street, 20 minutes away, 30 minutes away, and won't come to the house of God but get up and go to work. Don't treat God like that. Don't do God like that. Don't do God like that. Honor him, long for him, worship him, expect him, follow his instruction, gather together with the saints. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Don't forsake assembling in the house together as a manner of some do. He said, especially more when you see the hour of his returning appearing. The more you see everything going haywire around you, the more you should be running to the house of God. The more you see the war rising in Russia and the casualty rates rising, the more you see the economy tanking, the more that I don't hear anybody here. The, the more that you see the famine that's hit our land that you can't even get baby food, the more you see gas prices rising up almost to six dollars, the more that you, I don't hear, the more you see the racial hatred becoming a great pandemic. Racial hatred becoming more pandemic than COVID-19 and people coming into churches and killing folk, going into grocery stores, killing folk, and you sitting at home, shame! Shame! This is the time for the body to come together. Well, I can receive it at home. If you're in another state, yes. If you're in another country, yes. But if you're down the street, Stop treating God like this. Stop treating God like this. You go to the mall to buy your clothes and 
go to the movies and go to the Broadway shows. And, but when it's on Sunday time to come in and gather with the Son, I can do it at home. I'm still saved. It's not a question of your salvation. It's a question of your commitment. I don't even know how I got on this. And you promised God that you would obey. But now you've changed the rules. Do not forsake the assembly. Because the truth of the matter is we need to come together in the same room for all that we're going through right now. I need to know that somebody got the same faith I got and somebody's holding on and somebody can pray for me if I need and I can pray for somebody if they need. I don't hear anybody here. I need to see somebody else who made it through the week. I need to see somebody else who overcame the obstacles. I need to see somebody else who beat Satan at his own game. I need... Sometimes I need to get out of the house to get away from my depression. Sometimes I need to get out of the house to get away from my oppression. Sometimes I need to get out of the house so that I can get a breath of fresh air with some saints that believe God. Sit down, I'm sorry. Let me get back to the word. Give me 15 more minutes. Give me 15 more minutes. Understanding that when you expect something, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read your text, I'll read your emails when you send them, I'll read them, don't worry. When you expect something, it only shows by your preparation. It doesn't, it doesn't show by your verbiage, but it shows by your preparation. Yeah. God made a promise in your wilderness about your, about, your, about your oasis that's coming. In your dry point, God gave you a promise of an abundance. And when you are in your dry point or before you receive it, you got to make preparation for it. In the book of Isaiah, the 54th chapter, it simply says this. It says, hearken. No, no, 54, 54, 54, 54. Isaiah 54 and 1. Hallelujah. Quick, 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 quick. I should have sent it to you before. Quick, 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 quick. 54 and 1. Who doing the scriptures? Amen. There you go. It says, sing, O barren. That means those who haven't brought forth yet. You're watching other people go forth in their blessings. And you're sitting back wondering, when is it your time? He said, don't let time be your enemy. Trust that what I promise you is going to happen, even if nothing's happened to this date. Y'all are missing it. How many of you are in a barren place? God promised, but it hasn't happened yet. Raise your hand. This scripture is for you. Sing! Oh, barren, you that did not bring bear or break forth, break forth into singing and cry aloud with celebration, you who did not travail with child, for more, you're going to have more than those that went before you. More. The reason why he held back is because there was an abundance. More are the children of the desolate. Come on, come on. I know where you're going. How you get the sound for? Children of the desolate. Then the children 
of the married wife, said the Lord. Come on. This is how you know that you receive what he just said. Enlarge the place of the promise. Make the place that he promised larger. Enlarge your tents so that it can house the great manifestation that's about to take place. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitation, meaning make more room, add additional room because what God promised you is bigger than what you've been planning. Y'all are missing this, boy. Y'all, y'all are really missing this. What God promised you is bigger than what you've been planning. I was riding in the car with, with Bishop Mark Winington when I was living in Detroit. And I didn't have anything. I had no bank account and had no house and had no car. And, and I was riding with him because we stayed in church all day long. Yeah. And, and while we were riding down the Jeffreys Freeway at 80 some odd miles an hour, he decided to prophesy. And he don't believe in prophesying without looking at you. And he said prophetically, Donnie, God told me, wait, call me Elder. Elder, God told me, I got to make you greater than me. That's my assignment to make you greater than me. And I turned around and I rebutted the word of God. I said, that's impossible. Your name is wine and you are wine. It's how you, I don't, nobody, nobody knows my name. He pulls over to the side on the, on the Jeffrey's Freeway, presses the brake that we both lurch forward, takes his hand and hits me in the chest and says, stop speaking against what God said. You're gonna abort your own future. I said, God told me I got to make you greater. And I believed him. And then the preparation started. Shh, shh. No, no, don't, don't clap, don't clap. Then the preparation started. You got to believe. Now, that seemed impossible to me in the flesh. But I, I had to realize that God wouldn't make the promise in the spirit if it wasn't going to come to pass. So my flesh has got to be killed and my spirit man's got to believe and I've got to receive what God, am I talking to anybody online? And I've got to receive what God has said. I've got to believe it before it comes to pass. i got to live so even in my struggle, i got to live so like he said it. Like I believe it. I still didn't have a bank account. Still didn't have a car when he said it. Still didn't have a house when he said it. But I had faith. I was still in the natural broke as Job's turkey. I was still broke as the Ten Commandments. But I had faith. And then when God started moving, 
Start, start stretching the cords. Start, start stretching the curtains. Start enlarging the tent. Y'all don't hear me. And before you know it, I'm walking in the miraculous. I'm destroying the very thing that came to destroy me. The poverty that I lived in, hallelujah. I learned that God had more than this for me. So I had to expand and get ready for the influx of finance and the increase of lifestyle. I had to have an expectation. Y'all sitting there looking at me like deer caught in headlights. I'm telling you that if I had not expected it, David, if I hadn't expected it, I would have still been praising God in my poverty. I would have still been speaking in tongues and dancing and church services broke. I don't hear anybody. I would have still known the scriptures but didn't believe them to apply them to my life. I would have still been a good church going God paying tithes and offerings and still living beneath my privilege. My expectation had to come up to the level of God's promise. Um, aren't you tired of being that one who's received prophetic words and never see them come to pass? Aren't you tired of coming and praising God and then going back into your struggle which has been ongoing longer than it should have? I want you to remember that the children of Israel are only supposed to struggle for 40 days. They were only supposed to struggle in the wilderness for 40 days. It was a 40-day journey on foot from Egypt to Canaan. God made a promise that they didn't have the expectation for. God showed the miracles. They enjoyed the miracles, but they didn't expect. Hallelujah. He had a pillar of cloud by day, tall as a skyscraper. Pillar of cloud by, uh, fire by night kept them warm in the wilderness. They saw all the miracles of manna and quail and water coming from a rock. And, and they still doubted. They had God walk with them apart the Red Sea. Kill the enemy for them. And they still didn't expect. So 40 days turned into 40 years around one mountain. They weren't going forward, they were just going in a circle. For 40 years. I don't hear anybody. They had the promise of God, but without expectation, you never receive. Some of us are in our situations longer than we should have been because we, we heard the promise, but we failed to expect it and didn't prepare for it. Who am I talking to? Don't raise your hand. I got to end this thing. And we didn't make preparations. And the preparations that he called us to make seemed to be greater than we could do. I don't have the money to do that. I don't have the help to do that. And so we keep dumbing down the level of expectation till it, it, it whittles down to failure. Expectation 
that keeps getting dumbed down and whittled down becomes failure. When you cease to expect, then you fail. Quiet. But it's time to believe and take away all of your excuses. Man, started off so strong, now so quiet. To take away all of your excuses. Throw them away. Throw them away. Yeah, 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 go, yeah. You want God to do something like magic. God doesn't do magic. God doesn't do magic. You want to just, be, I say I believe and bling is right there. No, you got to prove your belief by your preparation. You got to, oh man, I'm losing more people, Shelly. I don't know what's going on. You got to prove your belief by your preparation. You tell me something, I'm, I'm going to go do what I got to do in order to get that done. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough resources. I know. I know. Ne- neither did the the, the, the Phoenician woman. Neither, neither did the, the, the woman that Elisha went to. She didn't have enough either. Her child was about to be taken and put in debtor's prison because she couldn't pay her bills. And, 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 and God spoke and, and gave her a promise and made her an entrepreneur. And she didn't have enough to start her business. So she went to her neighbors and got all of their vessels and pots. Because the oil was running, but then it wasn't anything to put the oil in. She filled up her house with pots of oil. And until the oil kept running until she ran out of vessels. And when she finally ran out of vessels... The prophet said, now sell the oil. Pay your debt. Pay your oil. Pay your, pay your debt and sell the oil. And then live off the rest. We're not believing or expecting that in our generation. We're not expecting God to do the miraculous based on our faith. We want him to do it based on our fantasy. (laughs) We want what God didn't say because somebody else got that. One size doesn't fit all. Play some music because I'm losing it. I personally, as I close, I am tired. I'm tired of preaching to people here and around the world that want the thrill of the message. That want you to come with didactic delivery. Preach like this one. Preach like that one. Excite me. Pipe for me. Sing for me. 
and then walk away the same way they came. Tired of wasting good oil. I'm mandated to do this for people who will believe. I'm mandated to do this for people who will catch the word and apply the word to their lives and remember what was said. Rehearse it in your struggle to keep you going and moving forward. To see it come to pass and to see it overcome the thing that you struggle with. The word that is preached to you is for your sake. To remind you of the will of God and your purpose in him. Hello? And I, I, and I grow weary. I grow weary of people doing things in, in God based on their own convenience. I grow weary of having to lay down and study and consecrate to bring a word in. And still feel like, doesn't necessarily mean my feeling is, is accurate, but feel like the people haven't grabbed a hold of it. They're supposed to be proof positive. They're supposed to be proof positive. You're supposed to expect this concrete evidence to come to pass and it's supposed to be seen. First Thessalonians, I think it's the fourth chapter. First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, the 15th verse. I believe that's it. First Thessalonians 4 and 15. Is that it? No, that's, I'm sorry, first, first Timothy, thank you. First Timothy 4 and verse 15. First Timothy 4 and 15 says, meditate on it. Meditate on what the Lord has said. Meditate on the Lord's prophetic word. Meditate on the Lord's calling on your life. Meditate on it and give yourself totally over to it so that there is evidence if you give yourself wholly over to it there will be evidence so that your profit p-r-o-f-i-t so that your profit may be seen by everybody there's supposed to be evidence of your expectation People, we are Christian. We're supposed to show forth our Father's goodness. We are Christians. We are supposed to succeed. We are Christians. We are supposed to expect success. Expect the, God, the glory of God. Expect the power of God. Expect the works of the Lord. Expect. We're 
are supposed to expect God to do. We're supposed to expect these things to manifest. We're supposed to expect it with excitement. Expect the call on your life to grow. Expect your purpose to be seen. Expect your, 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 your life to be elevated. Expect it. Expect your miracle. Expect the word of God to come through even against what the doctor said. Expect it. I gotta stop. Expect. Remind yourself. This is God we're talking about. This is God we're talking about. Stop backing away because of the fear of the assignment. Stop backing away because of the fear of the, excite, of the assignment. God will give more grace to you. It may seem like it's a mountainous situation. God will give you more grace. Whatever assignment he called you to. Don't back away because of reasons that are natural. God is supernatural. I'm finished. Faith always expects. Everybody say faith. Always expects. Faith in a little teenage boy, preteen boy by the name of David expected to kill a giant <laughs> expected to kill a nine foot tall giant a little small boy with no beard because he wasn't even in, in, into the heat of pre puberty he was still a ruddy faced little boy and they counted him out because of his height because of his age they used situations to count him out but this boy with a slingshot expected to kill a giant and the giant fell he expected to cut the giant's head off and he used the giant's sword which was heavier than him because when you expect something God will give you the grace to do what you could not do I don't hear nobody you're not qualified you don't have the degree you don't have the pedigree you don't have what it takes you don't have what society said you need but you got faith and faith supersedes the prerequisites faith goes into the realm of favor faith goes into the realm of favor I may not have a degree but I got favor I may not have the pedigree but I got favor I may not have a name but I got And I expect favor to do more than a pedigree can do. Favor! Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You got to expect. I got to end here. You got to expect that if I walk around these walls seven times, you got to expect for these walls to fall at the shout 
of faithful people. How can a shout cause brick and mortar to crumble and fall flat into dust with man? I don't hear nobody. With man, it is impossible. But with God, with other answer with God all things are possible you are about to live in the impossible you are about to live in the impossible God is about to show you his might and prove that he called you because he's going to turn the impossible into your reality Somebody put a praise on. Come on. Oh God. Oh God. Yes. Yeah, 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 boy. Let's say that you got to expect you got to expect the sun and the moon and the, and the stars to bow down to you Joseph you got to expect that you got to expect the wheat to bow down to you Joseph you got to expect that that seems impossible but you don't understand this is the promise of God you're going to save your people because I called you and Joseph had to expect him that expectation that expectation kept him when his brothers betrayed him that expectation kept him when he was sold to Potiphar that expectation kept him when he was falsely accused put into jail that expectation kept him until Pharaoh called on him that expectation set him at the right side set him at the right hand Somebody say, I expected, I expected. Look at somebody and now find three people say, I expected.
but she had but she had an expectation she made a declaration if I can touch Oh, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Your expectation is key to the promise. Your expectation causes your healing, your faith, your hope, your expectation will cause those who laughed at you to stand back in amazement. How did you get that? Well, y'all got to tell you if it had not been for the Lord 